How was I able to get annotated on the podcast? How much I made from the YouTube video? I made $1,000. He was in my DMs and we had a small conversation. So I was like, okay, look, you need a car? I can sort you out. And I handed him the car in his hand. I'm like, here's the car. He was so grateful. He drove here in his own Bugatti. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Ahmed Mahmoud show, the podcast where we talk about business, life, happiness, money. <laughs> so guys, thank you for turning back to the channel. I really appreciate it. As you know, my last episode um, was with Andrew Tate and today uh, we're going to have, we're going to just quickly talk about the experience of Andrew Tate filming that episode. I have Marwan here. Marwan is my friend. <laughs> so guys, um, this episode, basically a lot of people were asking a bunch of questions about how the whole thing went with Andrew Tate, um, how the whole experience was. I thought I'd come on here and make a quick video about how exactly it went, how much I got paid, how much I made from the YouTube video and um, basically why, like how the whole process went, how I was able to get arguably the number one podcast guest you can get right now especially since he's banned from everywhere so there's like a big starving for his content so we'll get into it i just want to thank you guys all first before i start for the support the support i got on the video was tremendous um you guys are like my family now um this podcast was something i started just for like out of passion for always wanting to like have a talk show <laughs> and um this was the closest thing i could get to that but um, I really, really, really appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your day to tune into another video, to watch me sit here and talk about whatever I, whatever I want to talk about. It means a lot. So thank you guys so much for the support. It's the Ahmed Mahmoud Show family. So Andrew Tate, how the whole process went. Uh, if you guys know Marwan, he was there that day. He actually helps with all this like studio stuff. So if you see all these, how amazing this podcast looks, it's all thanks to him. <laughs> And uh, he was here that day, so it was good. It's good to have him here as well to say his experience of dealing with Andrew Tate. How was I able to get Andrew Tate on the podcast? First of all, so basically, what happened was I'm the type of guy. Whenever I see someone that's doing well or like growing, I immediately reach out to them to try to establish a relationship. That's been me for the last like seven years. You know, I always do it. So I was looking around and the internet, and I kept seeing this guy pop up. So I was like, this is really interesting. You know, who's this guy? How come I start seeing him all of a sudden? Who's this bald guy that I keep seeing everywhere? And some of his videos were hilarious. And some of them were like actual really good life advice and motivation for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to this guy as I do. Let me just reach out to him, say hi, uh, establish a relationship. Because I, I, I saw this guy's potential and I really liked his stuff. So that's one thing, guys. If you ever always shoot a, shoot a cold DM, shoot a cold email... Uh, whenever you see someone that's popping off because like that guy could end up becoming one of your best friends for me it ended up being one of the best decisions i made i shot him the dm he replied to the dm and like within like two days and i shot him a dm saying like bro when you come to dubai i have to take you to around you know a lot of people when they shoot cold dms they talk about what they want to get from the person they, they have the con they have the whole concept misunderstood if you want to reach out to someone and if you, want, if you want someone to talk to you, you need to add value first. That guy's living his life. He doesn't need you. He's not the one asking. He's not the one trying to reach out to you. You're trying to reach out to him. So always when you reach out to someone, add value first. 
a lot of people are entitled. They're like, why doesn't this guy want to support me? Why does this guy want to help me? Why would he help you? Who cares about you? Who gives a f about you? He has his own things going on. If, he wa if you want someone to help you, or if you want to establish a relationship with someone, you have to make the initial step to add value first. And you're not going to get value back from many people. There's a law of reciprocity, which means when you add value to someone, they have a deep inclination to add value back to you. But there's a study where basically I read online that there was this business and what they did was instead of having people like come to their store and um, giving them a discount, what they did was as soon as they came into their restaurant, they first gave them a free item and um, or just people passing by mm -hmm. and basically giving that free item. Like they tried both strategies. So first they tried to when people were walking by the store, they'd say, listen, we're going to give you 50 percent off one of the products. And the second time when they when they when that didn't work out as well as they hoped, they decided to give out a free sample, which was like half the item that they would have got. Yeah. So let's say if it was a cake, they gave them half the cake just to people walking around. And due to the law of reciprocity, the people that came past the, the, the second time around when they did the when they did the like adding value first or when they gave that first initial gift to the person walking around. The amount of, of people that actually came in and actually bought something from the store that actually became a customer was insane. So basically, the law of reciprocity states that when you do something for someone, they have a sense of like a feeling where they feel obliged that they have to do something back for you. Mm -hmm. It's like Christmas, you know, when you give out gifts. Yeah. So anyways, that's what I did. I reached out to Andrew Tate and I was like, listen, I have to take you to I have to take you around Dubai when you come. I actually told him, I'm going to take you to see a lions and tigers when you come to Dubai. So look, the guy's scrolling through his DM. He sees a thousands of DM. But when he sees a DM like that, like, I'm going to take you to a place with lions and tigers, he immediately stops like, what? And that's basically how I got him to reply. He replied to my DM. And now, now that he replied and we had like a small chit chat, he was like, bro, are they going to bite me? I was like, bro, you're Andrew Tate. You will bite the lion. <laughs> I think I have a screenshot of the chat. I'll put it up somewhere here. But I can't open the chat now because Instagram is taken down. Which leads me to my next point. What happened after that? Andrew Tate was around and he basically told me, uh, he was in my DMs and we had a small conversation. But I didn't want to be that person to like annoy him now or like to start asking for favors or asking him to like do anything. So I just kept the DM there. We have the relationship and I didn't want to like annoy him, you know, pester him. I left it there. I thought things were good. I thought I'll come back to the chat a few a few months later when he's in Dubai or maybe when he becomes really big mm -hmm. or maybe like, you know, the next time there's an opportunity presents itself for us to actually talk again where there's something important that I can tell him about. Or like it's his birthday, you know, for example, where I should like message him. And then he reaches a stage where he becomes one of the most Google men on the planet. And I'm like, wow, this guy was like not that famous when I messaged him. He was almost like, I don't want to say nobody, but he was not that close at all. To where he is now and what happens his instagram gets taken down and i'm like shit because i was like this guy was like someone that i had like a good relationship with and i never got his number because i didn't want to like it to be, be like that guy is like oh hello yo let me save your number send me your number it's like personal information you know so maybe maybe scared that i would like whatsapp him a lot or like call him a lot so i didn't want to be that guy but then his instagram got taken down and i was like oh my god okay what do i do now anyways i was like whatever it is what it is a few months down the line I have my whole For You page, Andrew Tate, just like anybody else. But I'm very observant. I see one video of Andrew Tate that pops up. And when I see that video, I was like, wait a minute. I've not seen that video anywhere else. It was a video of him walking towards the car. I was like, I've not seen that video anywhere else. So I was like to him, listen, I, I, when I saw that video, it was like posted by a girl. I, 
I opened the account. I thought like maybe it's like one of it. I was like, it could be one of his wives, you know? So I see the videos. She has like many videos where she's like uh, with Andrew Tate behind the scenes. And I was like, yo, I've seen videos of Andrew Tate, but I've not seen these videos. They all seem to be like very like kind of like behind the scenes type videos. So I was like, listen, I got to reach out to this girl. So I tried, I knew that TikTok doesn't have a good DM system. If someone doesn't follow you, you can't DM them. So I opened her, I, I found her Instagram was attached. I opened the Instagram. I spent a few minutes on the page to realize, okay, this is probably a real person. And I hit a DM and I was like, listen, Andrew Tate used to follow me. Um, he replied to my DM, show him my Instagram. I'm sure he'll remember me. I'm supposed to host him when he comes to Dubai. And within two hours, she responded by saying, yes, he remembers you. This is his number. And he sent me the number. Now I have the guy's number. Listen, I have a podcast. He doesn't even know about it. But I had the guy's number. So I messaged him on WhatsApp and I was like, listen, when are you coming to Dubai? Um, I, have to, I have to host you here. He's like, listen, it turns out I'm coming next week. And I was like, oh my God, what's the chances? You know, like all of a sudden. So I was like, this is crazy. So I was like, okay, look, what do you need here in Dubai? You need a car? I can sort you out. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, bro, I'll sort out your car for your stay in Dubai. He's like, what? He's like, I was just about to spend a car. I was just about to spend 40000 on a car. To He wanted a, a Mercedes Maybach van with a driver. But the catch was he wanted a driver to be with him 24 hours mm-hmm. of the day. So basically, it's three drivers that are working eight-hour shifts. So I was like, oh, my God, where am I going to find that? And first of all, I don't have a Maybach van, you know. That's not like a car like that families would keep in their house, you know. I think like it's like a tourist kind of thing, you know, that yeah. Maybach van. So I was like, who has that? He sent me photos of it. I was like, listen, okay, I'll sort it out. I had many contacts. You know, I'm a people's person. So connections are key. Connections are more important than money. So I had this one guy who was a rental car guy. I didn't know him that well, but I kind of knew that he has a lot of cars. Hmm. I told, I just walked in the showroom and I, I, I found him sitting there and I said, bro, can I talk to you for a few minutes? He's like, yeah, what's up? I said, listen, I have Andrew Tate coming to Dubai. Would you be down to give him a car for a month in return? He'll come to the, he'll come to the showroom and he'll basically visit you guys and you guys can make some content about how he used, how he got the car from you guys and you get to meet him in real life. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'd love that. I'm like, okay, but here's the catch. You have to do it for one month. You have to get the car for a month. And he's like, a month? You know, he's like, that's like almost like $40,000, like you know? Yeah, yeah. So then he was like, I'm like, look, this is the case. This is the situation, you know, it is what it is. I told him, if you want, you can do it for one week. And for the other three weeks, I'll find other people to fill in the other weeks. I, I could find, I go to like four or five different rental car companies and re- recover the time. But I think when I said that to him, and I even said it in a way where I was like, like I can find some other guys, you do one week and I'll find some other guys to do the other weeks. It kind of made it feel like, man, like if he's going to come to my showroom for one week and the next week he's going to go to another showroom, it diminishes the value of him yeah, coming to my showroom. It values it completely. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay. Well, he's like, what do you want to do? So I was like, you want to do it for the whole month? He's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. It's like perfect. I messaged Andrew Tate. I'm like, listen, your car is sorted. I sent the videos. He was so grateful. Till then, till that point, I have not asked him for any favors. I'm like, now I'm gonna sort out your hotel. I was ready to sort out his hotel for him. I hit up a few hotel companies. I'm like, listen, Andrew Tate's coming to Dubai. Would you like him to stay in your hotel for free in return for exposure? Listen, Andrew Tate has money to to buy to buy a car or to let's say buy a car when he comes here for him to use or to rent out the car or rent out a hotel. He has the money, of course he does. I'm not saying he doesn't, but who doesn't like free stuff, you know? Even if you're like Bill Gates, you like free stuff, you know? If someone wants, to, it's just the gesture, you know? It's, you feel good about it. 
you know even if you, i don't know if you've noticed this but if you ever try the food when it's when it's free it always just tastes better i don't know that's in my head mm. anyway so he was like okay you listen this is really nice of you i said yeah man no worries he comes to dubai i come to him and i hand him the car in his hand i'm like here's the car and then that's the point where i was like okay listen i give you the car for the renting car company you're gonna have to visit the showroom but for me uh, here's the car like I, I i went to his doorstep and i gave him the car without asking for any return but i was like listen i have a show a podcast it's called the ahmoud show if you would have 30 minutes on any day it would mean the world for me if you could come to the to, my, to the studio and we could do a quick episode and that was after i already provided all that value till that point i did not ask for a single thing in return and then i even told him and i was like you know what and if you can't do it I completely understand because I know you have probably a hundred podcast requests. So if you can't do it, I completely understand and it's completely not an issue. And I think also me saying that and him saying that I did this from the bottom of my heart with no strings attached, not like I now I'm like, okay, you have to do this. He was like, you know what? Let's do it. And even I said 30 minutes, you know, who's going to say no to 30 minutes? But I had the feeling like when he comes here, he's probably going to talk for longer. Yeah. That 30 minutes ended up turning to like two and a half hours. <laughs> so yeah, but I had that kind of feeling. But if he came in and he did say it for 30 minutes, I'd be fine with that. But I knew that, you know, it's not, it's unlikely that he would do that. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to ask for someone, try to make it also like a reasonable ask. You know, don't try to ask too much of them, even after you provided value. That's basically the story. Um, another thing I'd say is like when he came here, I thought that he would come like with a, with like a bunch of people, you know? Do you mm -hmm. not feel like that? Yeah, like an entourage or Like security, an entourage or something. Yeah. Yeah. So when he came here and he was like alone, I was like, what the hell is going on? Uh, he drove here in his own Bugatti. And he came like with his Bugatti, like a $5.3 million car. Came, he parked it up. He walked inside on his own. And like we have like five people here in the studio, like all from my side. Like, you know, you and there's a couple of other guys and all from my side. So I could have started the video and been like, listen, you were telling me before we started this podcast that you stole this money from this person. You know, I, because I could say whatever I want. He's sitting here. We have five people on my side. And like I could just manipulate it. For example, you know what I mean? I would never do that. But... I'm just saying that like he was alone and I had five people from my side. But I feel like this guy's confidence that he has when he sits in a room, I feel like he comes with this, like he's 6'3", he's massive. And he sits down there and he's like buff. And like I feel like he kind of knew that if anything were to go wrong, he could just take all of us in, in like one brawl, one by one. He could just knock us all out. So I really respected that confidence that he had. Also, he didn't make me sign anything. No papers where it's like you can't say this or which topics. He basically walked in. I'm going to show you what he did. He came in. He sat down like this. He walked in, he came in, he sat down like this. And he's like, ask me anything. And you know, honestly, I don't know if you noticed, but he sat here for like a good five minutes just doing like this before we started. It was like, like a meditation, yeah. Yeah, almost like he was like kind of like meditating. It was like this. I think he was getting like all his thoughts ready. That was so, so crazy to see in real life, you know? Just him sitting here like for five minutes. Like that, like he walks in. How are you? Very nice, very polite. What do you yeah. think? What did you think about him? Uh, no, uh, very courteous. Shook hands with everybody, and yeah, and uh, was very kind. Yeah, like do you feel like he was he was anyway stuck up or? No, not at all. Uh, yeah, everybody. Completely. Uh, yeah, shook hands with everybody in the crew. It was a it was a very, very friendly polite. vibe. Very polite, very nice. Um, smiles, you know. But then yeah, then he came in here and and then like after he shook hands with everybody, he just sat, and it was just like this. For a good like six five minutes i was wondering like what's going on but yeah i'm sure like you know when he when, when he goes on a podcast it's like he has like a whole like dialogue which he goes through hmm. and i think like he basically like if you hear him do his podcast it's basically like a speech so i think in his head he's just like thinking about getting all his thoughts in order getting all his thoughts aligned 
amazing to see, amazing speaker, you know, one of the most eloquent and articulate speakers I've heard speak. He can talk about any topic for a good like 45 minutes. He'll make you laugh and he'll speak some real truth at you. Something you'll be like, you know what? You're actually right. I never thought about it that way. Ah, how much did I make from the episode? So, um, I, when you post on TikTok and you're in Dubai, you don't make any money from TikTok. Uh, I don't know, unless that's changed now. I don't think, it's, I think it's still the case. But uh, you don't actually make anything from TikTok and neither from Instagram. So I didn't make anything from those two platforms, but from YouTube. So here's the thing. I put all the ads off. I put monetization on for the video, but I put all the ads uh, inside the video off. So because I didn't want anyone to watch a video and get ads, at least until they reached a million views, because that first million, I want them to watch it like un, un, uh, undisturbed, you know? Mm-hmm. After it gets a million views, you know, like people will watch the video and they'll want to watch the full thing through, through completion because it has a million views. So they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't mind. So like, the first million views, I'm going to put all the ads off. And even now, a lot of the ads are off still. So like you won't get any non-skippable ads, for example, you know, the ones that say non-skip. I don't know if you guys know this, but YouTubers are in full control of how many ads you see in the videos and which type of ads. So when you see that double non-skippable ads, that's your favorite YouTuber deciding that he should make you wait a few more minutes before you watch the video. But I mean, he has to pay his bills. So he's a businessman at the end of the day. Or she's a businessman. Anyway, so... After the video got like 1.1 million views, I turned on some of the other ads in the video. Um, before that, I had zero ads in the video besides the display ad, which comes on the side if you're on laptop or on the bottom if you're on phone, but nothing on my video. Um, and the reason why I even did that alone was because if YouTube sees that the video is not monetized, them themselves, if monetization is off, for example, then themselves they will not push out the video as much because they're not earning anything from the video. Mm-hmm. So their algorithm is not going to push out the video. So the, when, when they see that they're making money, because when I make, they make, you know, if mm. I don't make, they don't make. So I think the YouTuber gets like 55% of the revenue from the video. Right. So yeah, um, this is the video, Andrew Tate, uh, I'll show you here. So this right here, I made $6.7,000 after the video reached 1.1 million views till it reached, um, now it has like one point. Uh, so the video has an average audience retention of 22 minutes, 18%, which is actually pretty good. 22 minutes. Um, 97% like ratio. So most people liked it. Okay, so the video has 1.8 million views. So 1.8 million views. I turned on the monetization, like the ads in the video, at 1.1. And um, by the way, I'm probably going to end up giving all this money away. But I just thought like, if, I'm gonna, if the video is going to make money, and instead of letting YouTube make it, I just may as well just make it, you know. So $6.7,000. I took screenshots to show you guys as of recording this video. So if I had monetized, so you can say it's like around a thousand, like I'd say if I hadn't monetized the video, it, if I had from beginning, I would have earned from it at least, at least $15,000. And even now, till now, there's no non-skippable ads. You know, a lot of the ads are still off. So right. yeah, I think at least $15,000 I would have made from this video. Pretty good. Yeah, that's basically it, guys. Uh, I hope that answers your questions about Andrew Tate, about how the whole experience went. Um, as, a, as a human, one of the best humans, I think his marketing strategy is very simple, if you were to listen. He basically says, like, for, like guys, you're not going to go viral on the internet by saying normal shit. You're not going to go viral by saying, the grass is green and the sky is blue. You have to say, no, the sky is red and the grass is blue. You know, that's how you get that's how you get famous on the Internet. So I think he understands that his marketing strategy is very smart. Uh, He says crazy stuff. Um, He knows that will go viral. And once that stuff goes viral, it'd be like 40 percent crazy stuff. Like, for example, um, 
I wouldn't give CPR to my friend or if you're my friend, you can't have a heart attack, you know? That stuff goes viral and then you watch the whole video and then like a good 60% of his content is actual good life advice, I'd say, or like business advice and basically lures you in with that other with that other parts to watch the whole video and then you see like, wow, this guy actually has some good advice. That's the strategy from what I've seen. So I think it's he's a phenomenal marketer. That's basically what I could say about him. Honestly, after meeting him in person, in person, I could tell you there's not a single bad thing I could say about him as, as a person. Uh, he just became Muslim as well. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but now I think since the video, he stopped uh, drinking from what I've seen. I've seen many videos of him being offered alcohol and refusing it. So, mashallah, my brother, well done. Um, alcohol is the devil's piss. <laughs> so it's good. Good job. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this video. I hope this kind of cleared up your questions. Um, I hope you guys have a good day and a lovely rest of the week. Take care. Do you have any last words to say? Oh, man, I'm good. <laughs> Marwan, guys, check him out. Poster. Take care, guys. See you. All the best. Thank you, guys.